Welcome, book nerds, to the Marriage Stories Podcast. I'm Bradley. And I'm Becca. And if you're here looking for marriage advice... All we got is couples that read together, breed together. na 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 batman Okay, I can totally do better than that. Fine, you do it. Na 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 Batman. In the comments, write who did it better. Yours is like not even on tempo. It didn't need to be because it's Batman. Yours is like na 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 na. I was going for that sultry Batman vibe. I was having the sexy shirtless oh, Batman oh, vibe. The bat nipples? Here. The bat nipples. <laughs> Welcome to the comic book club <laughs> for August 2023. We are discussing the soft relaunch of Batman for the New 52 by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. Batman the Court of Owls. I was I was a fan. I've read uh, what? <laughs> Just, just the way you said that. Well, I've read of. I would venture to guess that of classic superhero comics, I have read the most Batman. Of there Anna. might be a reason for that. Really? Yeah, it's because I know you like Batman, so I, I pick Batman a lot. I do like Batman. Batman was kind of my first favorite superhero before we were even a thing. Yep, mostly in due to the. The Joel Schumacher movies, right? No. Oh. Definitely not. Oh, okay. (laughs) So this is a soft relaunch of Batman. So what that means is in 2012, I believe it was, is DC realized uh, our continuity is getting way too confusing again. We're just going to reset everything. Like, this is the first issue of Batman you pick up. They do this every 10 years or so to kind of get a fresh boot into the world. And it generally is met pretty well by fans. Um, This is no exception. Marvel doesn't do this for some weird reason. They definitely should. They could really clean up a lot, but that's a different story. I personally get, I don't know which I would prefer. I'm not as a steady enough um, reader to really truly have a preference that matters, but I think I get annoyed with the, oh, this is issue one. No, this is issue one. No, this is issue one. And here's the retelling of the story you've already heard a million times. This one does not really do that. Correct. It does not give you the whole Batman sob story over again. Like, every new Batman generation of movies, every new generation of comics, you know, you get the pearls flying off the neck 20,000 times. I'm just going to keep squeaking this chair for you. I noticed. It's really messing with this audio. I'm sorry, listeners. (laughs) Sorry, I couldn't sit still. Anyways. But, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, Capullo kind of goes, or Capullo. Capullo's the artist, which I'll talk about later. Snyder, Scott Snyder, not Zach. 
<laughs> really just assumes, okay, you know Batman. We're just going right in. Yeah. So I believe we're supposed to assume Batman has been active for about five years in Gotham at this point. He's made connections with Commissioner Gordon. He's also managed to have four Robins in this amount of time, uh, which yeah, is, that is shocking and concerning. But we kind of <laughs> ignore that. Yeah, actually, uh, one of our friends in the comic book club pointed this out. I was actually confused as to who it was. I, I, I didn't quite understand the Robin Nightwing whatever thing. Ooh, that means, listeners, if you know where I'm going with this, you might, we might have to read Judas Contract. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. It's a very important Teen Titans story. Um, it's the most well-known Teen Titans story, and it's where Robin becomes Nightwing. Okay, okay. Well, I do think that it seems like Batman's been around longer than five years at this point, or should have been. Especially because, at least to me, it seems like the Court of Owls, which is the villain of the story, has been around for a very, very long time. Yeah, the story goes with that they've been around since the beginning of Gotham. And that somehow Batman did not know about this. Yeah, that, but but also, why have they been around so long yet have already built up this beef towards Batman, a relatively new threat, if he's only been around five years? Well, they haven't needed to worry about him until he just keeps going. And they've finally decided, okay, it's time. Okay. But part of the problem with the New 52 timescale is, and I'm going to, this works in here, I think, with uh, our discussion of only five years, is that the the thought from DC Editorial was, okay, did you like this Batman story? Okay, well, it's still canon. So that's a lot of stories. And they said, okay, well, that fits here in five years. They did this with one other character being Green Lantern. And those were the two that kind of kept their ongoing series from before Flashpoint, which was the event that started this New 52. So this book starts off with the pretty crazy introductory issue where Batman is in Arkham. All his villains have gotten out. And all of a sudden, he's working with the Joker to fight them. I was... Definitely confused, um, but also, I mean, it addressed it pretty quickly it at, um, as to what was going on, but it also was confusing everybody else in Gotham as well. Yeah. yeah, what happened was Nightwing was wearing a mask to look like the Joker just to freak the villains out, and it worked, and he was able to take them all down and take out a corrupt uh, prison guard. And from there, we figure out later that there's been a hit placed on Bruce Wayne by the Court of Owls. And the Court of Owls, I really liked them as um, a villain. I read them as the villain in one other Batman graphic novel, I feel like. I feel like you didn't. Oh, well, anyways. I, fig I think this is the most recent Batman book I've ever had you read. As a, okay, well... 
I like them as the villain because they are more of a political villain, which I think lends itself well to Batman when that happens. Um, <laughs> and uh, kind of like the newest Batman movie where a lot of it's political intrigue and yes i mean even a lot of people thought the court of owls would make an appearance in it very well could have happened it would have fit or it could be what they are doing next because they kind of set it up i kind of hope that's what they're doing they kind of set it up that way with like the pillars of gotham um so basically the court of owls seems to me kind of like you're a board of old guys who make sure that the rich stay rich and the poor stay poor and that yeah it's basically gotham's illuminati the top one percent trying to make sure the status quo stays the same yeah so you know capitalism um (laughs) capitalism is the villain uh but um uh they also wear these super awesome owl-inspired masks, uh, which kind of adds that more villain energy to them rather than just them being aristocrats. Mm-hmm. And, um, they, these masks, they are designed to look like barn owls, which I, as an ornithologist, appreciate because barn owls are kind of referred to as the ghost owls. Um, they sound like demons they really truly do and uh, they are always in the shadows well hidden but very um group oriented as opposed to solitary uh they actually kind of flock and so it was an appropriate choice of owl for the court of owls to be modeled well plus owls eat bats they do and I feel like that was definitely a factor in deciding this. Well, and they're also nocturnal, right? So right. you've got the Dark Knight and Gotham and the Court of Elves. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a good, it's a good, it's a good a detail attention to the animal kingdom. <laughs> I knew there would be something about that coming <laughs> on here. So before we get too much in, more into the story, how did you feel about the art? I was middle of the road on on the art. It was not distracting. It was not incredible. Like, but it fit. Um, Okay. I really did like the art, like I mentioned, of the Court of Elves themselves. The rest of it was kind of unremarkable, which is sometimes a good thing. No, 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 I'm serious. I'm not saying, like, I mean, it's way better than a lot of art I have seen okay. in graphic novels. I'm just saying it's not distracting okay. one way or the other. Gotcha. Like the Thor that we read, that was incredible artwork. Almost distractingly so. Like I want to just stare at the spread and, it, you know, she like just wants to stare it. at Thor. Okay, that's fair. But also this artwork did what the last Batman graphic novel we read did that I am learning is a big pet peeve of mine. The 16-panel page with I think Capullo a has background okay, behind well, it okay. as well. Oh, my word. Anybody else, like, ADD 
graphic novel readers out there that just can't handle it. Like, I'm so distracted. I look at a page, like, this is almost why I am finding I somewhat prefer reading graphic novels on Kindle because I can have it only show me one frame at a time. I turn this page, man, and there's like a screensaver background as the, as the backsplash with 16 tiny photos on each side of the page, so really 32, and words on every one, and the picture changing on every one, and my brain doesn't want to read in a normal left-to-right motion. It's just like trying to take it all in at once and jump all over the place. And it's really, it's really, okay, so whenever I said the art is not distracting, no, the art is not distracting. The layout is distracting. Okay. So that's not necessarily the art. It's the layout, and it's so much. Like, somebody got teenager on Instagram in the early 2010s energy with the backgrounding and collaging of this graphic novel. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, I love this art because this... Greg Capullo is my Batman artist. He was drawing Batman when I, this, when I first read comics... So, when I first read Batman, so he is the artist I think of for Batman. He, his drawings, for me, are synonymous with it. So, I love it. I totally get that, though. Especially if you're used to another artist working on Batman. I know a lot of older readers didn't appreciate it as much. Um, especially when you just came from Black Mirror and Jock was doing the art, which is incredible. But, yes, I think it's a fairly a very solid work. His designs are great, especially of the Talon. I love mm, the mm -hmm, design of the mm -hmm. Talon. So, we didn't discuss this yet, but the Talons are the assassins for the Court of Owls. They look amazing. And this person really did their research. It truly... Uh, there's one splash that's like a full page of the poised Talon. That's and, a cover for issue five, I believe. Okay, and they even have the Zygodactyl talon. And you know us. You. We're all about that Zygodactyl talon. Okay, listen. They they it's the back talon. So there are four on and out. There's three in the front, three front facing and one back facing. Back facing's called Zygodactyl and that that one is the piercer, right? So it's grasping with the front three and then goes in for the kill with the back one. And it was just a beautiful representation there. It was very cool. So going back to the story here, Batman is captured by the Court of Owls and essentially locked in a labyrinth and is being driven insane Throughout the course of an issue. And Becca had the same problem I did the first time I read it. <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't say anything at first. Well, I just wanted to see what you thought of it. I did see your comment. Oh, did we message in the group before yeah, that? Yeah, you okay. messaged in the group before I got into it about how you... Well, it wasn't you first. It was somebody else who mentioned that they loved that part. And you were like, yeah, the first time I read it, I thought it was a misprint. So I did know... Sort of, that something was going to happen, but I totally get it. 
Yeah, through the course of, I think it's four or five pages, you rotate the book 180 degrees as you're following Batman into this descent of madness. And it's very well done once you know what's going on. If you weren't prepared for this or didn't think this was going to be a thing, you might think that it's a misprint, which is what I thought it was the first time I read it. I have to wonder what the Kindle um, or e-editions do if they, if you choose to go frame by frame, if they flip them sideways, then upside down, then back around. Because it basically makes like a full uh, 360. And I just wonder if... I have read a book like this on Kindle before. I believe it's Sandman Volume 2. Oh, well, um, I read that. On Kindle? I think okay. you might have read I think it I may reread it physical. Um, but it the Kindle actually makes you physically turn it. I was, which I that, think I feel is like good. it needs you, to because right, you still keep yeah. that effect. Yeah, cuz the point is to show Batman basically being driven insane by the court of owls doubting himself and doubting his own sanity. Mm-hmm. Which so is paralleled by you doubting your own sanity when you look at the book and you're like wait a second so this uh run of batman scott snyder's new 52 run also hits home on the bat family which is strongly enforced in this first volume so it is it shows batman relies on the members of his bat family his robins Batgirl, spoiler, Batwing, I believe, is in there for a time, Harper Row, a bunch of characters that help Batman be Batman. Yeah, I had never heard of Harper Row before. She's only in the New 52. You don't really need to know about her. Yeah, because I asked who she was. <laughs> I think her codename's Bluebird. I have not seen her since Batman Endgame, which is the seventh volume of Snyder's Run. But yeah, all of his volumes hit on this. Batman needs people to be Batman. Well, I mean, a lot of the Batman universe, the point is, it is it takes a community to make a community. Gotham's community, whether it is currently under the control of the you know, dark forces or dark side of said community, or is being risen from the ashes by the light side of the community. It doesn't matter. It's never 1v1. It's always all of Gotham to save all of Gotham, or it takes all of Gotham to ruin all of Gotham. Well, sure. Everybody's in on it, or everybody's against it. <laughs> That is through a lot of them, but through just as many, as I'd say, before this, where the concept of Batman's a badass and he can do this all on his own. Well, but he never think, succeeds. Oh, he does. Mm. Oh, he does. A lot. Mm. Like, think Dark Knight Returns. Mm-hmm. Now that, okay, that might not be the best example because he does need Carrie Kelly. Yeah. And and let's just not forget Alfred. If Batman okay, didn't he have, <laughs> um, uh, he usually always either needs all or one of Catwoman, Alfred, uh, Robin. Okay, he very rarely needs Catwoman. 
Catwoman is not a member of the Bat family until very recently. Okay. And I think she's not again. Well, anyways, he needs other reinforcement. Not to say that he's not powerful, it's just he's up against a different kind of villain. He does not need anybody in the Long Halloween. Boom. There. That's the one. In the Long Halloween. He does it all himself in that one. Well, but it's not a traditional... It is not, but I've just been sitting here trying to think of one looking at my shelf. I like the Long Halloween. I think that one might be my favorite. It's a very good one. All right. So, story. Out of ten, what do you give it? Uh, eight. Art. Six. And would you read... That hurt you a little. It did. Would you read volume two? I would, but I wouldn't, like, rush into it, I don't think. I mean, like, I would read it, but I felt like I got enough from just this one. Okay. Thank you for joining us on August's episode of the Comic Book Club. What's your favorite Batman? Yes, what? In the comments, what is your favorite Batman? Our September pick is already up. It is Wonder Woman Dead Earth by Daniel Warren Johnson. It's going to be a really fun ride. I know you just heard, if you know anything about Daniel Warren Johnson's art, yes, you heard Becca talk about she doesn't like busy art. But this is digital, so I think it'll be fine. And I absolutely adore his art. It's insane. I don't know. I already don't like the cover. Oh, it's so good. (laughs) Let it have a chance. I will. I will. I will probably be posting this closer to October, though, so keep your eye out for our October picks. I'm already going to let you in on a hint. They're going to be spookier than the normal picks. Ooh, I'm ready. Thank you for joining us this time on Comic Book Club. Look for our poll and our stories towards the end of the month for to vote for what we read in October. Yes. Hope to see you soon, and... Keep reading. <laughs>